Welcome to So You Want to Be an Ally. We share our stories and our insights on non-Black allyship to Black women. My name is Darlene. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I help parents advocate for their Black and Brown kids' emotional and racial identity development needs. And that's because our kids deserve the opportunity to grow, learn, strive, and thrive. My name is Olani Ke. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And my life experience led me to becoming an advocate for equity in the workplace, which led me to starting a consulting business where I help workplaces who want to do better. Want to be an ally? Gather around and listen up. Hey, everyone. This week, we continue our Tools for Parenting series. We left the last episode on a bit of a cliffhanger. And so we're going to pick that back up with a story that is all too familiar for parents of Black children. And we're also going to get into what it looks like for kids to be allies. So many Black moms have, or Black children have had to deal with the your skin is the color of poop story. Oh, it's Lord like Jesus. a constant. It's like a, it just keep, it's, it keeps happening. And I think it's important to point out when that typically shows up. Because I did mention at the beginning of the uh, the episode, it, mm-hmm. it shows up when they're very, very young, like in kindergarten, right? So that's super young that's, to yeah. have that. Is that when, when Joe Loss came up? No. Which later. is why this was more insidious. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what was she trying to do? Because mm. I feel like you know better by <laughs> this point. Fifth grade, sixth grade. Oh, absolutely. You know, to the question about when are the kids racist, right? Yes. At this point. When it's happening in kindergarten. Yeah. That's an honest. Questionable. Just, right. I don't, ha- I don't have any black people in my family, in my house. Right. The only thing I see that's brown is poop. Exactly. You know, a kindergarten says that. I'm like, okay. All right. Hopefully, right. hopefully that kid will grow into some awareness yes. at some point. Yes. But a fifth, sixth grader says that. Mm. And I'm like, come on. You knew what you Come were on. Yep. So yeah, she um, was in a group of friends and one of the kids who was actually not black, true, but not white, mm-hmm. said to her that her skin was the color of poop. And Jala being who I have raised her to be, spoke up for herself and said, no, nah, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not okay to say to me <laughs> in her own way, of course. In your ground. Um, yeah, like that's not, that's, that's a really, um, rude thing to say or whatever, you know, I, I, I don't know if she asked for an apology. I feel like knowing her, she probably did. (laughs) And the kid wouldn't apologize and they were in a group. So there were like, it was like a group, a friendship group of four girls Mm -hmm. and two of them, the one that at the time I actually felt like was the closest to Jola, like they had had more like play dates together. We had spent time with the parents or whatever, went quiet. Mm-hmm. This was a diverse group. And I, I hope I'm not gonna, uh, about to mess this up, but one, Jalai was of course mine, um, black. Uh, one was Asian, one was, and I'm saying Asian as a catch-all phrase, which I hate to do because I actually don't really know for sure where their family's from. We we didn't stay close <laughs> because the friendship, <laughs> the friendship fell apart after that. Um, one was white. I don't know their ethnicity, racial classification, white, deemed white. And the other girl, I, I, I want to say South American, one of the mm-hmm. South American countries. Mm-hmm. And so 
the way that Jolad describes this incident to me is that the 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 comment was made and she reacted just like she was raised to to you know not just be aware of racially sort of um, tinged <laughs> interactions, but just be aware of people that are kind and stand up for yourself. Don't allow yourself to be bullied, right? So these are conversations that we've had from the beginning. It's just um, racism is a form of an unkind unkindness, right? Mm -hmm. It's just one way that it shows up. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the language that I used to talk to her um, as she was growing up. Anyway, so the kid refuses to apologize. The Hispanic friend just goes quiet. And this was the one that Jolai, I think, had at that point the closest bond with. And I think she actually felt she did. She was hurt by that. Hmm. Um, but I don't know what was going on with that, with her racial development to, to even be able to mm -hmm. put anything on it. Um, and so I think she felt like she was torn in, in the middle of these friendships. The person who stood with Jala and stood up for her was the white friend. She was like, yeah, no, that's not right. You do, you know, you do owe her an apology, right? Oh. Now, Jala, I feel like was prepared to be by herself if she needed to be, because she was very <laughs> offended that you would say that her skin looked like poop. She wasn't having it. Um, and she immediately stood up for herself from the story that as it was relayed back to me, right? So this is an example where a friend of hers stood with her and said, yeah, that's not right. And it was really heartbreaking for me because I, before this thing happened, I felt like it was just a beautiful friendship group. And I loved how diverse they were. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this yes. is amazing. Look at these children. Yes, show us the way. We are the world. Show we us the, the way. Help us do, help us That's see right. what it's like to do better. Right? right? And then this happened and the, the friendship splintered. Oh, and so her and the white friend became very close. And they, you know, they're in a new friendship group now that is the black child, mine, the Indian child, a new friend and two white girls. <laughs> So it's it's been really interesting just to kind of watch the dynamics of the friendship. But what actually ended up happening is the Hispanic girl that I told you they were the they had the closest bond. A year later, after some time, like Jolai wrote her a letter, wow. you know, like just expressing how she feels because there were some other things that happened where the friendship wow. started to break down. Like Jolai is a she's all pink and mushy on the inside. <laughs> Um, so she like writes letters and stuff, you know, she's kind of like me. I don't let, I don't let people know. I don't want you to see past, you know, my thug, but I'm, I'm kind of pink and mushy on the inside too. I used to write letters. Um, <laughs> do you have any, can you find any of them? No, but I Sorry. have all my, I have all my diaries and stuff. So there's oh stuff gosh. in there from like high school. Oh my God. I was so, I was like, I've, I've read some of my diaries and I was like, I was annoying. What? <laughs> Shut up, girl. Talk about something real. <laughs> we know that's a sidebar, but go ahead. <laughs> sidebar. Um, so, so they made up later is what I was mm -hmm. going to say. Like they, they had a come to Jesus moment much like a year later where the girl and Jala had a conversation mm -hmm. and she was like, they're cool now. So now because they've just kind of went their separate ways back in the fifth grade, they didn't kind of become tight like besties again, but they became friends again where they could mm -hmm. like, you know, interact or whatever. That did not happen with the other girl. So it's just, I mean, thinking about, and it's weird too, because we also knew their parents, mm -hmm. you know, so, and for that year ish or so that they were friends, we, you know, carpooling and dropping mm -hmm. off and played it or whatever. So, you know, I always felt really weird about how 
like the balance of when parents talk or don't mm. talk anymore after something, an incident happens, right? Because like I said, with the hero incident, I was like, oh, the parent's not going to reach out. Okay. In this case, it happens again. I don't even know if the girl's parents ever knew about this incident. Mm-hmm. They were super sweet people. They would probably mm-hmm. be mortified. And I was like, is it my place to call them up and say, your kid said this to my kid? Like, what do I want to get out of that? It's not like I'm trying to save their friendship or make them stay friends. Right. You know, I don't like, you know, so I was just like, you know what? I should not intervene. And Jill, I was definitely like, mom, just stay out of it. Oh, man. Sometimes, you know, when I don't feel like it's, it's called for or necessary, I stay out of it. Yep. Um, so Which I is a parenting that decision, time. right? That's a it whole parenting decision. Was. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, safety, security, structure, support. She's yep. good. Yep. Yeah, come on now. Actually be creating harm, right? Thank you, Parazone. <laughs> You're look, welcome. Look it up. Um, yeah. So I'm like, you know, what do I need to do as a parent here from the from this framework? And mm-hmm. I did, obviously, I didn't have the framework at the time. It was like, you know, she's good. Mm-hmm. And um, doing something may actually be worse. <laughs> in, yeah. In parenting yep. decision. Yep. Um, and it's also middle school. The kids are trying out <laughs> friendships. They're going through their ups and down emotions. Like, yep. Lord, we don't need to involve ourselves in that. They'll be friends today and hate each other tomorrow. Uh, friends, yes. friends again two weeks later. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so I was like, I really don't know how this is going to play out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go make it a big deal and call the other parent. And now they're, yeah. 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 The, the parenting relationship that I was really sad about was actually the Hispanic kid because those parents were cool. I was like, yeah, we can hang out. We were going to so, go out, get drinks. I was like, Jill, are you sure you don't want to be make friends with her? <laughs> so there's some grieving of your own relationship? I had to grieve the loss of the of that parenting relationship because I really, I really I liked them. them. I did. I really liked them. I love that family. They, I don't know if they'll ever hear this. Um, because they probably don't know because you know I'm, I'm I'm a weird social being I don't <laughs> be letting people know what I really think yeah so even if I love them they people probably don't know but yeah, yeah I really thought they were cool people Aww. um yeah that was just a story of an ally you know it does it, it does happen and she has yeah. more than one story of a friend that has done that you know she has other yeah. stories of she's had a story of a white friend that said something left about I want to say it was like Black History Month and they're facilitating a story about if you feel like things are okay now for black people or something. I don't know, like MLK speech. Do you feel like the speech is real or not something? And one of her friends said something that was really left. Um, it was a, a white friend this time. And she said something to the friend and the friend respected it, heard it, wow. apologized. Wow, beautiful. This was, this was fourth grade. Wow. And I was like, okay, that went a long way because this was all, this was a family that even as a white family struggled in the private school setting. Cause yeah. that happens to y'all. Yeah. These, this, the, the culture in private schools is, oh, um, yeah. it pushes out white wealthy families sometimes. Yeah. Like it's just, again, it's not all a about culture. whiteness is a thing. It's yeah. a, it's its own thing. It's yes. <laughs> so like, uh that yeah. there needs to be a lot of focus. White people go go deal with that because y'all, y'all <laughs> right. have to go deal with that. Got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> um, you are harming your own people, yeah, your own racial group by that. And stuff. if you think about it, that's why um, it's really yeah. it's a really a challenge for white people when we do have the conversation of privilege. Like, there's a lot of pushback and defensiveness mm. from white people, and it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Like, we understand when when I facilitate mm-hmm. those difficult discussions around race and and yes. privilege and you know 
supremacy mindsets and ideology and systems. Like I do understand what white people are saying when they, when they their comeback, except to your point that you just made, that is your whiteness issue. I am talking about my blackness issue. And so that's what, that's the space that I'm speaking from that I need you to understand. Like I, I am not, because what they don't realize is that is again, maybe an unintended response, but you are now still centering whiteness. Yes. When yes. I am trying to center yes. blackness. You again. haven't gotten to the level of awareness where yes. you can separate out like, okay, yes. let me put this to the side, put this to that side. Yes. What are we talking about here? Okay. Yes. It's not anti-white. It is yes. pro-black. It is pro this experience yes. that is not often centered and focused on and understood. Um, absolutely. absolutely. And why does that matter? Because all of the all of this that goes around in your head are the things that your children are picking up on are the things that you might be unaware that you're passing along as concepts, right? Which yeah. is why that child was able to apologize. The moment someone brought it to her attention, mm-hmm. there was no defensiveness. No. Somewhere along the way. I was shocked. A, me too. That's I, was a young so, I was shocked and impressed. That is a young I was like, very okay. much impressed. Let's get her all the That girl is actually your friend. Yes. Because the <laughs> thing about it is she was capable enough to not tap into her own hurt or whatever has happened with her and her whiteness and her lived experience to accept something yeah. that has to do with her as yeah. your daughter's lived experience. Yeah. And, and, and it was that, yeah. that was it. Yeah. So this is why this whole conversation, you're wondering like, why are they going off on this tangent and talk about this? <laughs> because our adult experiences are what we pass along to our children. And that's both from a white perspective and a black perspective, because we haven't talked about internalized racism, which is this whole other episode. Mm, We didn't talk about what it means for our kids to go to black school and not love their hair and somebody messing with Jola because of her hair, somebody messing with my son because of his complexion, right? That's a whole nother thing. Um, And to that whole point, we have, you know, our kids aren't in high school yet. So we don't have stories about that. But I know Nikkei really wants to put out this call to action to our listeners. So go ahead, Nikkei. Tell I, want, I, want, I want y'all to tell us your stories from either the perspective of Black parents and, and the, the stories your Black children have come home and shared with you from, um, you know, uh, uh, children, non-Black children of color um, who have their own experiences Mm-hmm. Um, nuanced, complicated, complex experiences um, of, of, you know, being in this middle, right? Because mm-hmm. anti-Black is on one, all the way on mm-hmm. one side, and then white is all the way on one side, mm-hmm. and there's variances in the middle, right? Um, so in some, in some, those are, those are some complex, um, complex experiences as well. And then, um, uh, and then from from white parents who are raising white children, right? We want to hear your stories either from any developmental age, but from middle and high school yet, because maybe we might learn something. We're just about to get into high school, the high school years with our children. Um, let us know about those stories and incidents where your children advocated for themselves and what you feel like allowed them to do that. What was your parenting approach? Where did allies show up um, mm-hmm. for them, their friends? Um, mm-hmm. What did that look like? How did that do? Um, how did that um, impact you as a parent? Because I know for me, being so vigilant about how to shore up my black child in this in this society and knowing that she has friends who will stand with her in those moments is everything. Uh-huh. It's everything to know that she has people around her that understand this and see it. And for the friends and the families and the parents that don't, trust me, sometimes my kid doesn't come 
to hang out with your kid or at your house for that very reason. Yeah. You'll never know it because I'm, and she doesn't know it even half the time because I'm not telling her that's the reason, but I realize that she's not safe yes. on a different level in those environments. So I can't put her in those environments. It's not just another play date. Yes. There's a whole another uh, set of calculations that I have to make as a black parent. So yeah, you know, I just back to the call for, for, for stories. Um, yeah. Send us your stories, send us your stories. And you segue nicely into um, our four significant areas of parenting and how this episode has really highlighted as black parents, like the things that we're managing around these racial issues. You just said it yourself. Like you're not going to expose your child to emotionally unsafe spaces. And sometimes this mm -hmm. is, this is in school settings. This is in friends, social parents. Um, this stuff really matters. And we spend a lot of time thinking about security, their personal and individual security in themselves, right? And, and what does it mean to have a space to where they can exist? What does it mean to have that fortification, which is a beautiful word that you use, so that they can act out their existence in a safe way, regardless to what comes um, their way? Boundary setting, right? So we're talking about the experience that I shared with you about Chris. And, you know, I had to set that boundary. It was about unlearning learning, but it was also about representation. So a lot of the things that you do here in these spaces when you're thinking about these areas is, you know, it's not always let me remove something, let me unlearn something. It's promotive. That's where mm. that fortification comes in and that yes. security, um, that's where the fortification comes in and that safety and obviously in the structure that we provide for our kids. It, we have to strike that balance. It Again, it's preparing and raising our kids. And then that support, um, you talked about it earlier. You know, we do have to figure out how to support our kids with all these, these experiences. We don't learn about all of them, but the ones that do come to us, it's like, oh, okay. So how do I support you? How do I support you socially? So you don't have to navigate the world feeling ostracized, right? Because it has blowback in your, your safety space and your security space. It has emotional implications, it has behavioral implications. But how do I how do I help you navigate that? So because I know what you're gonna face in the world. So we can put our head under a pillow and act like it doesn't exist, but it doesn't help right. my child. Right. You know, and then it creates this absolutely amazing foundation that you that you know you shared about the advocacy. You know, and one of the things of the stories that I didn't share um, was how I had to teach Chris to advocate for himself with a teacher because he knew some information about mm. Black history that the teacher didn't know, and she told him he was wrong, and he came home concerned. Can you right? imagine? <laughs> Right. Can you imagine? Y'all don't see her teachers. <laughs> we need a whole another episode on these oh teachers. Oh my God. Let me oh tell you God. something. We love teachers. Yes, we do. We, we, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. We literally, you know, have teachers in our families, yes. um, et cetera, Brand et cetera, groups. et cetera. Yes. So this is not about teacher bashing, but some nope. of these teachers are outright just racist in her action. Yep. Um, oh, Lord. They're, so we they're have doing to... some real harm. Yes. And that and that is the thing, that whole harm thing. We are often training our kids to become advocate for themselves. Yes. Um, because it's it's the most effective way to counteract some of that. Right. That stuff that yeah. they're being exposed to, like it, it's protecting our kids in a way. And while we didn't get to self-care from a parent's perspective, mm. we will talk more about that throughout the remainder of our episodes. But I just wanted to pin that down for you all, because I think it's important to bring it around. Um, we probably did the weaving road through this episode, but we wanted to anchor this for you all so that you know, this is, yeah. is kind of where we're we going. have to realize, it's just, I'm just here talking to my friend and y'all <laughs> get to listen. <laughs> and you know, we can talk, Lord. <laughs> Maybe if more of you like and share and subscribe and all those things, and you know, we can actually, 
you know, step up our game and, you know, hire some more people on our team, we can, we can get all ritzy and professional, but I kind of feel like I like, I like the conversation. Format, yeah. You know? I like our format. Um, Cause you know, I can yeah. go psychology real quick. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. get me out of my academic brain all the time. Cause I, I love the academic brain. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know that. What's going right? on. Yes, yes. And to that point, right. If I any of you, yes, girl, me too. I'll be unlocking it so good. Yes. And, that, and that's another point. That's another call for you all. There's something that you're interested in knowing about, like what is what is behind this? What is the mindset? Please yes. put in your questions because we love having those dialogues. We love yes. answering those questions. Yes. I love it because racism, honey, it's a thing. And when you're dealing with parenting, like young people and their mindset, and then you see that kind of care, like you can see how like racist minds are underdeveloped from like a logical, Mm. rational decision-making processing. It's so underdeveloped. Mm. So, you know, don't get us started on our other tangents. All right. Okay. All right. Takeaways, takeaways. We want you to consider some things, take some things away with you when you're talking about equipping children to be allies. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is relevant for grownups too, (laughs) for real. But we've got three things to, to, to communicate with you here, empathy, education, and exposure. Starting with empathy, um, again, this was an intention, right? Raising my daughter, I wanted to instill some values in her. And I was um, um, really intentional about mm-hmm. empathy as a value. So I would balance the, hey, advocate for yourself. I mean, actually in kindergarten, in her like 80% black <laughs> school, there was a bully in that in that, in that that classroom. Another black girl straight up was a bully. I don't know where she is today. I hope she grew out of it because she was already on her way to being a terror. And Jala <laughs> would come and tell me about her. And I would say, you know what? Empathy. There is something happening in that child's life that she is learning those behaviors or reacting to something and coming out and just spewing it all over the kids in the classroom. So I want you to empathize and understand. Basically, it was a child level of hurt people, hurt people conversation. Mm -hmm. But I said, however, however, that does not give her the right to Mm -hmm. bully you, to talk to you kind of crazy, to X, Y, Z, right? So you can Mm -hmm. balance empathy with advocacy for self. So- if we can start out with teaching our children empathy, teaching them about kindness, not just being nice, mm. but being kind to other people from an early age, that foundation is the gift that keeps on giving. Because when yes. you get to bullying, you can still come back to empathy and kindness. Yes. When you get to racist bullying, you can come back to empathy and kindness. Yep. When you come to being an ally, we can go back to can you understand that I'm being harmed here and empathize with that? Can you understand that this is not about you? This is about me being harmed in a way that maybe you don't see and you don't understand and and start from a place of empathy and kindness instead of a place of defensiveness and disbelief. Yes, yes. So that's empathy. And to that point about just the the countering the niceness, like you see that show up in performative um Mm -hmm. allyship right it's like the intention right oh well i was i was i was being nice i i i didn't see that person yes there it is that's what i was a label instead of kindness as an action action come on come on come on somebody and 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 really balancing that empathy with expectation right so that's where the advocate for advocacy for self comes in is this Mm -hmm. this expectation that what i give out 
is what I should expect to receive. And if you're not performing that, then that is problematic. And that is very helpful. And that's an anchoring thing, right? So so really, really helping people see that expectation and that empathy and how Absolutely. that all works together with that advocacy. Absolutely. Empathy. It'll keep on getting, the gift that keeps on getting, start there with your children. Absolutely. Um, and then education, be, get curious. You have to get then get curious too. If you're going to be yes. able to inform your children when they come home and say, we talked about this today or so-and-so said that, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever um, the teacher has shared in a classroom, whatever another child has shared or said to your kid, um, in order to be able to respond to that with um, accurate information yeah. and context, you have to know some things yourself too. So it's important that we educate our children mm -hmm. and children pick up on what we oh, say Lord. and what we don't say. Absolutely. When they come home and they ask you about the thing on the news about somebody getting yes. um, shot or yes. the thing they heard or what, re what really started to happen a few years back is during in 2016, during election year, mm -hmm. all kinds of things kids were going home and talking about mm -hmm. with their with their parents. Um, and a lot of parents were like, I, I don't know how to respond to this. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, you probably were Googling things yes. trying to figure out, you know, what is this? What is what? what is happening with immigration? What is happening with black issues? What you are know, these? kids, they say the darndest things like for real. So part yes. of this to the parents is this idea. So one of the things that I push with parents on, right, is parenting mm -hmm. is practice. It is not perfection. Mm. That, that is our motto. We say, say that one everywhere. more time. Parenting it's is practice. a practice. It is not perfection. What does that mean from yes. an allyship perspective? You're not going to know everything. You're not yes. supposed to know everything. So bringing in what we said in our mm. last couple episodes, right? Don't put the onus on the Black folks, right? You, you want to, if you need some confirmation and some information, sure, reach out to your Black friend. But in order to really tap into this curiosity, how amazing would it be to just explore with your child? Because that is the premise of just parenting. That was that was my premise. Exposure Go on the journey together. Absolutely, just exploring with your child. Imagine what that is modeling oh, for your child. That, that I don't know. Yes, Doc. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. To be honest. How amazing is it to just tell your child, "Look, I don't know everything, but we are gonna figure it out," right? Like, and so, then so they are picking up, like, okay, yes. I may not know everything too. Exactly. But I can figure okay. it out. What did I do with mom or dad? Exactly. We got a book. We researched something. We then figured out and we had a couple of conversations, maybe over yep. a week or two about it. Um, and now the next time that something happens, Absolutely. they don't maybe go to defensiveness or yep. just try to make up an answer on the spot. They actually try to learn. It's, it, it promotes openness. It promotes yeah. openness and willingness, Right. Yes, yes, Openness yes, yes. and willingness. And that's what you want. That is the that is the foundation because what that allows you to do is receive. You're mm -hmm. not just always defensive and giving, you're receiving, right? So yes. that's the important piece. And lastly, Nikkei? Lastly is exposure. Um, and, you know, we talked about earlier the things that we did to expose our kids to positive mm -hmm. messages, to reinforcing, you know, mm -hmm. um, that their, their value and their worth, right? Um, and Brian Stevenson, um, who is a name many people know because of his book and the movie um, uh, that was, um, that Michael B. Jordan, mm, hello, played mm -hmm. in. 
um, played him, played Brian Stevenson. Um, in his book, he talks about getting proximate, get proximate, right? Understand, and he was talking about, you know, how we just kind of lock people up and throw away the key. And a lot mm. of people are in this, in the prison industrial complex, just uh, be, being abused, modern day slavery, really. Mm. Go look that up too, if you want to learn about like some mind blowing information. Um, but he talks about getting proximate and I use that a lot in my work, right? But I just want to say something like, you know, don't make it weird. Please. Don't, I don't want a random person coming up to me trying to get proximate, trying to be in my, <laughs> trying okay. to be fake friends. Nope. Like just leave. That's not what we're talking about here. You know, my target story. I'll tell you this every time. Ugh. Like when the white women come up to you yes. and you're in mind your business at Target and trying to get away from your family and you just want to <laughs> enjoy your, am I lying? And I just want to enjoy my target trip and I just want to be free. And there's some, and it's so weird for us because I know what it is doing this work. I know exactly yes. what's happening. And, and that's for another podcast. We can talk about that weirdness that happens mm. with white women. And if you it are one so woman, weird. if you have a story and you're willing to be transparent, do, do email us, do share with us. It's just to stop accosting, accosting yes. us. Just in public in. spaces, Please. in grocery stores, and by when we're waiting for the elevator and in the elevator and in, in our cubicles at work, like, Lord have and mercy. And the lunch, in the line when you're picking up your kids, let's bring it back to the parenting. When mm. you're at the daycare and you're standing mm. around, and this is not to say don't say hi or hello, but just like, don't make it weird. Just have a natural interaction, right? Just One like woman came up and was like, after Keith Lamont Scott was shot in Charlotte mm. um, a few mm -hmm. years back, was like, and there were a lot of protesting and was like, but do you really think like, right? I don't, I didn't even know her. It wasn't even like we worked together. She was a parent at the school. I literally had parked in the parking garage downtown yes. and was waiting at the elevator in a parking garage yes. to go down. And she came up to start a conversation with me about the protest. And if I thought the protests were valid, ma'am, white woman, black woman, black man is shot. Black people are out protesting for their lives. And you want to talk to me at, at an elevator about what you don't I think they should me. be protesting? We, I don't know. Like, we, don't, what we have zero world, relationship. In what world do you have the privilege? You didn't introduce yourself. You didn't say, hey, ma'am, may, may I have a minute Even of your time? Did. Are you okay? Even but, if but, you did. But at least I would have said, respect. no, you can't have a minute of my time to talk That's about right this. That's right there. Because the fact that you and she imposed all of her concerns, questions or whatever on you and I don't even know you, that is a weight. That is, stop that. Stop that. Stop, stop getting that. proximate with strangers in that way. <laughs> yes. Be authentic relationship building is, a, yes. is that's, that's what we're talking about here. And you know what? You can get proximate to issues by reading books and documentaries Absolutely. and learning more about it. But stop coming up to us randomly with this. Yes. It's awful. And it as a matter of fact, terrible. it plays into, you know, old kind of like Jim yes. Crow-esque, yes. you know, um, interactions, uh, those interactions, interactions. Yeah. that white people just can have access to us whenever you yes. want. Yes. And we just have to just be present and be there for it. No, come on. No. Yes. So yes, exposure is, you know, is important. You have to, you know, learn and, um, and have your children be in environments yes. where if you when you can where they learn you know i just kind of do one of those head nods like oh respect when i see people that i don't expect to mm -hmm. to stick in non-black spaces stick mm -hmm. in non-black spaces mm -hmm. right like and when i mean, see the parents that have decided like yeah my white child will come to this mostly black dance school 
and what's that's where beautiful they're going to go to dance school. I'm and what's like, beautiful okay. about it is that they're, they're allowing the blackness to remain the center. That that's the awe, right? That's it's not just yes, I am here in this black space, but I am here in this yes. black space, and I'm not trying to assert my whiteness. Yes. I am here in this black space and allowing my whiteness to exist in this yes. black space. Because one of the most beautiful things, one of the most effective ways to get that exposure is set us some play dates. And not in the weird, I don't know you, so let's have our black, my black child and your white child play together. No, that's weird. Right. But like, <laughs> hey, I see that you're- Tag, don't make it weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we gotta stop laughing. I don't know, you probably cut that out, but that's too funny. <laughs> but instead, like you see your child and that child, your child and my child playing together, right? Like, oh, they clearly like each other. Let's have a play date. Let's right. get my child more exposure. Not that, oh, you're a black mom. You don't know how right. many times that has happened to me. Where it's like, oh, my, oh, okay. Chris is, because you know, Chris, Chris, and, and Chris was a pretty cool social kid. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's. Oh, so you're the you're the, you're Chris's mom, and it, that's how it always starts to. <laughs> oh, you're Chris's mom. Translation: Oh, you're the mm. black kid's mom. Mm. Let's mm. have my black child and your white child pay together. And again, if you're sitting here wondering how we know, because it's happened enough times for us to translate. Yes. Because yes. an authentic parent who's like, oh, you're yes. Chris's mom. I really like Chris. He's really, you know, these are the things I like about. She, they go they go into this whole yes. conversation, and then you guys start yes. talking about stuff that y'all like, and even like, oh, we right. Play, okay. Yes. And then, and we then it's like, oh, we should hang out. Yes. I like you. You like me. Where are we seeing? Yeah. Let's get Do coffee. you hear the difference? That is the difference. So if you're know not the that, difference, then you're you're doing the thing that we don't want you to do. So please. Stop. And honestly, if you thought about it, you know the difference. Exactly. You know the difference when somebody is genuinely making an authentic yes. connection with you and when they're not. Yep. And you may and, and the thing is, I think the first step, you know, to give you a practical thing to do is the first thing you have to do is even put yourself in a scenario where you can come in casual contact with difference to then be able to figure out like, where can you build authentic relationship from, right? So if you look around and you're like, okay, I I have in a, you know, I'm I'm in a space, school, um, place of worship, um, club, whatever, uh, sports teams where there's diversity, then um, you have somewhere to start. But some mm-hmm. of you, I think, might actually look around and go like, literally everybody around me is white, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in those cases, it's like, okay, if you if you really want to change your perspective and put your children in spaces where they can have a different experience perhaps than, than they're currently having or that you're having, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to make some, some decisions to put yourself in spaces, non-whiteness, whether Mm -hmm. it's black, Hispanics, like whatever, whatever it looks like is the center Mm -hmm. and you're not there to take it over. That may actually look like moving for some of you. Yes. If it's that important to you, Um, we move for other things. We move to get into the right zip codes to go to the quote unquote right schools and and everything Mm -hmm. else. We move cities for opportunities. If this is that important to you, maybe you move or maybe you just choose like, okay, my kid is going to participate at a Y in a different part of town or in a sports team or whatever, where they're doing something that they love and that's natural and they're making authentic relationships out of it. Like, I don't don't know. Just don't make it worse. Yeah. And the sports is actually pretty doable, right? If you're not looking mm-hmm. to move or, you know, like a drama club, a dance studio, a dance studio, you know, yes. Sports, like all of those things are there the, lots of neighborhood right? community um, programs for kids and you where know, you make an intentional decision, go Absolutely. out of your way. 
And, and, and where somewhere. you're not the, where you're not going like, well, I know I'm the white parent. Like, don't go in yeah. there. No, just be there and act normal. Right? Yeah. Be regular. Just be Come your on. regular old self. <laughs> we're gonna, we're I mean, gonna, that's what we're gonna promote this honestly, whole episode. Your, your regular old self might still, you know, step on some toes because, because depending on your lack of awareness, you yeah. might show up somewhere thinking you're being, and you're being your regular self and your regular <laughs> self is trying to take over some stuff. Right. You know, so just, you know, be, 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 go in with empathy and openness. And what yes. did you say? And willingness. Willingness. Yes. <laughs> Why yes. you're there. <laughs> yes. And you will grow because again, the idea is not for yes. you to be comfortable because you don't grow in comfort. So the, the that's biggest right. part of this is getting right. out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Because that's going to give you some, it's a, it's a nice reality check. I know there's somebody in the all blank dance dance studio right now going, why are you telling these people to come? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Y'all stop it. Stop I it know. right now. <laughs> We're just trying to, you know, give context because for me, again, with this episode, it's about the kids. So to the to the black people who are saying, why are you telling them to come over here? We are giving them, you know, tools on how to act right. We're giving them that act right, y'all. Um, <laughs> and we're also trying to, you know, infuse the possibility for these young people. Because to be honest, y'all, these young people are these young people are doing things that we're not doing. Yeah. And I know society-wise, yeah. it still all looks the same, but the conversations around um gender identity, sexual orientation identity. Like these kids are having these conversations. They are mm-hmm. beyond just race. So mm-hmm. they are expanding their idea, their thought process around differences. Um, so that that's why like we have an opportunity to really have parents equipped with the tools they need to grow the child um, that maybe yeah. they weren't allowed to be given their upbringing. So that's what it is. Yeah. All right, y'all. I feel like Oof. we... We definitely covered a lot this uh, segment um, and we appreciate y'all hanging around for all of this. We really, really, again, want to reiterate um, how important it is for us to hear from you all. So please do share, please, 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 please send it through the social media, the email. We're here for it. Nikkei, you want to give them just a quickie on what we might be covering our next episode? Next episode, we're going to talk about the talk. Do black mothers have the talk? Do you know what we mean by the talk? If you don't, join us for the next episode. We're gonna go into the conversations that we have to have with our children um, and, and how, how we have to basically, we have to counter what's going on outside and set them up for success. Set them up for success and set them up for um, that strong racial identity. Um, yes, it, within themselves. Within right? themselves. Like, yeah. Because we are carrying forward that fortification that Kay was talking about. So we're going to give our allies a peek into our lived experience and what these conversations look and sound like. And uh, we're going to leave our allies with some tidbits on how to provide that balance with their kids so that you can support, you know, us and our kids in the way um, that we've talked about before through allyship. All right, folks, we're going to end it there for now. We want to make sure we hear from you. So send us a note or your thoughts on the question of the day. And if you want to speak to us on a topic, send it our way. You can find us on our social media platform at wannabeanally or email us at wannabeanally at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to So You Want to Be an Ally wherever you get your personal podcasts. You can find me, Alani Kent, at my website, 
www.mosaicforequity.com. That's mosaic, M-O-S-A-I-C, four, as in the digit four, equity, E-Q-U-I-T-Y. Follow me on Facebook and on LinkedIn at Mosaic for Equity. You can find me with that handle and on Instagram as well. You can find me, Darlene, at my website, www.parentszonellc.com. And follow me on Facebook at Donnie Davis. That's D-A-U-N-I and Parent Zone LLC. And on Instagram at PZ Parenting Coaching. All right, we're out. Bye. Woo.